You're listening to You've Got This, episode 142. Welcome to You've Got This, a weekly podcast for higher education professionals looking to increase their confidence and capacity for juggling the day-to-day demands of an academic life. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Linder. In this episode, I thought I would share a little bit about how I plan for every upcoming week. This is one of those things that I have created kind of a pattern or a routine around, and it's so embedded into my schedule that I don't even really think about it anymore. But there might be some little things in this routine that could be helpful to you if you want to think about planning for your upcoming week in advance. So a couple things to know right away, and I definitely have talked about this um, in the past. I do use a paper planner, and it is called the Get to Workbook. I will link to it in the show notes. And really what it allows me to do is to write down a series of lists through the week. It is not really meant to be my agenda book in terms of like appointments. I use my phone calendar for that or my Outlook calendar for that. But I am using this paper planner to track um, what I need to do throughout the day. So um, one thing that I do ahead of time is I do put in the repeat to-dos that I have every week and I put these in in advance whenever I get the new planner. Like I spend a couple hours going through and filling in an entire year's worth of repeat to-dos that I know I'm going to have to do every week. So this would include like posting the podcast episodes because they're on a regular schedule, um, any events that I have planned throughout the year so I know when they're going to be. Um, And this is events for like prolific or when I run my group coaching, I plan a lot of that stuff pretty far in advance so I know uh, where it's going to need to be on my calendar. And I do put those things in, um, even though they're on my phone and they're in my Outlook calendar, I like to put them in the planner because it helps me to kind of plan backwards. And I'll talk about that in just a little bit. And then also, you know, things like blog posts and those kinds of things that are always going to repeat, they're already in my planner. So I don't have to think about that. And I know that I'm going to be kind of already including those things in my week's to-do items. So I've basically given myself one of these repeat to-dos is on my Friday every week, and that is to plan next week's (laughs) to-dos. So it's very meta, um, but I've had this on my, my planner list for... Um, years now, probably. I mean, it's it's been something that I do um, pretty frequently. And the first thing that I do is I do go through and add in calendar appointments and things that are on my agenda for the day. I don't necessarily put the times in, but just that those are things that I need to check off. Those are meetings that I need to attend. And really what it allows me to see is how much gap space I have in my schedule any particular day. And I can kind of look ahead and decide, are there other things I'm going to be able to fit in to that particular day in terms of to-do items? Or are there just so many meetings that I need to actually be realistic about how much time I'm actually going to have to get other things done? And I am a full-time administrator, so I do have quite a few meetings in my schedule. And some days they're really back to back. I don't have a lot of time in between. So um, something that I like to see is, you know, how much flexibility am I going to have in any given day? And when I look at my calendar first, it gives me a kind of realistic sense of what I'm going to be able to do outside of those meetings. 
Now, this, um, by putting in these calendar appointments first as to-do items, it allows me to backward plan other kinds of to-dos. So those appointments might trigger things that I need to do in preparation for each meeting. So I might need to review some documents for a committee meeting, or I might need to send a meeting reminder. If I'm the person who is bringing people together, I might send an email reminder the day before saying, um, hey, we have a meeting tomorrow. Here's the Zoom link or, you know, just making sure people know where we're going to be. And sometimes I need to prep a podcast episode or a blog post or something like that. So it allows me to kind of look and see when I have something due and then to backtrack and decide if I need to backfill any particular tasks for that week. So if I have a meeting on Friday, is there something that I need to be doing on Tuesday, for example, to get ready for it? So that really allows me to start to fill in a few of those gaps And then the other thing I do is I always look at the previous week and I add in any to-dos that are left over from that last week and I start to kind of sprinkle them in to the following week. So I do a color coding system in my planner. I think I've talked about this um, in a previous episode where I mark things off with a highlighter when they're done and I mark them off in pink. And then I'd put a little checkbox, like I use boxes and I put a check in it. But if I don't finish something and I know it's going to kind of go into the next day or the next week, I mark it in yellow. And this allows me to, at a glance, see the kinds of things that are not done in my planner and that need to be moved to the following week. And any given week, I would say... I've gotten a lot better over time through this system of really being realistic about how long it takes me to do things, how much I can actually get done in any given day. And so it's pretty rare that I have a ton of yellow. It's usually maybe a couple things, um, sometimes three or four things. And sometimes these are things, too, that I know I have a lot of flexibility on. And so they just kind of go to the back burner. But then I I don't want to let them lapse. I don't want to let them go. So I need to move them into the next week to make sure that they do actually get done. So I'll go to the previous week and look and see what those things are and then assign them to a particular day of the following week so that I know that they're going to get done. Now, one of the favorite things um, about the Get to Workbook is that each weekly spread has this opportunity to choose your top three or four priorities for the week and what are kind of the bigger things that you need to get done. And this is something that I really enjoy doing. I like to, once I kind of have that Um, Once I have the to-do list marked out for each day, I will go back through the week and kind of say, what are the bigger things that are going on this week? Um, Is there an event that's going on? Or am I launching something? Or do I have a deadline for something um, in terms of a writing project? And I try to really kind of highlight for myself the bigger priorities of the week so that they don't get lost and so that I can kind of see what's going on in any particular week that I really do need to give my attention to maybe a little bit more. So I always write those in and there again there are kind of spaces in the planner to do this. And then once I have kind of my work week figured out in terms of what's going on there, um, I also look at my weekend commitments and I plan my other job for my side business around what's going on on my weekends. And now I do take quite a few client meetings on the weekends. I have some group coaching that I do on the weekends. Um, In this quarter, I have a writing group that meets on Saturday mornings. I have some group coaching that meets on Sundays. And so, and then oftentimes I'll have, you know, coaching meetings um, throughout both days, depending on what my client's schedules are. So I will look at my weekend commitments and see what kinds of things I need to be building in there as well. 
And when it comes to the business to-dos, I often try to also work backward for this. So if I know I have a speaking engagement coming up, for example, I always block out the speaking engagement on my calendar, and then I work backward by about two weeks. And whatever weekend that falls on, that's usually when I'm prepping that event because I like to get everything to the event planner at least a week in advance. So they have my slides, they have the handouts and all those kinds of things. So I always kind of work backward from that. So I can always look at my weekends and see if I have something that I've already written in as I I need to be planning for something that's coming up. And then I can decide, are there other kinds of things that I want to squeeze in? So for example, this past weekend, um, I had quite a bit of a window of time. I had a couple of morning commitments, but then I had a pretty free schedule for most of my Saturday and my partner and I are starting to look for a new car. So I was able to block in time for us to go and do some test driving. So I also am juggling, obviously, personal commitments, things that I want to do around my house, um, rest periods, if I want to read a novel over the weekend. Um, So I'm, I'm kind of juggling that in addition to the other tasks that I want to get done. Now, the other thing that I'm really trying to pay attention to when I'm planning for an upcoming week is, is there anything in the schedule that is kind of not um, normal in terms of like I have to get up really early for something or I have something going on in the evenings? And I really try to do no more than a couple evenings of work every week. And right now I have a writing group that meets um, on Monday evenings. And so that's already one evening a week that it's not the full evening, but it is taking my workday later into the evening. And so basically what that means is I'm really trying to keep my evenings clear so that I can rest, I can do stuff around my house, um, but I'm not trying to kind of get a podcast episode done or meeting with a client. I really want to keep those evenings clear. So I do look at that and try to make sure that I'm not adding in too much in the evenings. And then I also am really trying to keep my mornings clear before work. Um, There was a period of time where I was taking a lot of client meetings from like six to seven in the morning, sometimes even five to six in the morning, depending on um, where people were in terms of their time zones. And I'm really trying to not do that. So sometimes it can't be avoided. I have, for example, in the coming week, I'm being interviewed for someone else's podcast and their availability. And in terms of matching with mine, I had to do like a six to seven o'clock appointment in the morning to be on their podcast. And I'm willing to do that. It's kind of a rare thing and it was a special thing. And so I'm willing to change my schedule for that. But it also means that I don't want to block out other morning times Um, this week. I want to be careful because I want to make sure I'm getting my workouts in and that I'm not overworking myself at all hours of the day and night. So that's something else I keep an eye out for as I'm looking at my upcoming week is just is there anything kind of strange or different about my schedule that I need to adjust or accommodate something else to make sure that I am um, not overworking myself to the capacity that I know um, is good for me. So those are just a few of the ways that I plan for my upcoming week. And like I said, at this point, I've been doing this for so long that it comes like second nature to me. And I just kind of fill things in and and look at my calendar. And I have a really good sense of how long things take me to do. Um, But I would love to hear if you do any of this pre-week planning. Some people I know do this on the weekends. I've actually found it really helpful to do it on Fridays so that I can kind of not be worrying about that over the weekend. I know what's coming up. And it also kind of puts things in the back of my mind so that I can be kind of unconsciously prepping for them, I think, um, before they're happening in the following week. 
So if you are doing some pre-week planning, I'd love to hear about it. You can always email me at contact at katielinder.work. You can tweet to me at katie double underscore linder. You can connect with me on Instagram at katie underscore linder. Or now you can always write me a letter at Katie Linder PO Box 1621 in Albany, Oregon 97321. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of You've Got This. Show notes and a transcript for this episode can be found at katielinder.work slash podcasts. You've Got This is part of the Radical Self-Trust podcast channel, a collection of content dedicated to helping you seek self-knowledge, nurture your superpowers, playfully experiment, live your core values with intention, practice loving kindness toward yourself and others, and settle into your life's purpose. Learn more about the RST channel at katielinder.work slash podcasts. If you found this episode helpful, please also consider rating and or reviewing the show in iTunes. Thanks for listening.